Ever since you can remember, you felt something in your chest telling you to move, to love, to speak, to try. Day after day, you pretend you don't hear it calling, or maybe you dismiss it as silliness or worse. But it's there, ready for you, and it will wait for you as long as you need. My name is Johnny G, and I invite you to join me on a journey of awakening as we dare to embrace our light. This is Refractive. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Refractive Podcast. I'm Johnny G. Today, we have a guest here who has really dedicated his life to helping share some important lessons that he's learned through a series of struggles. After receiving a late diagnosis of Asperger's and experiencing life-shattering trauma at the age of 20, Daniel spent seven years struggling to stay above water. And through these challenges, he built a simple four-step system called the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Through this system, Daniel found a path to joy and purpose, and he shares it with others as a tool that can help them the same way that it saved his own life. And through his books, his podcast, which is called Do It With Dan, blogs, publications, workshops, he's helped thousands of people around the world live a more fulfilling, meaningful life. And... He was recently named a Master of Success by the Wall Street Journal. So I am so thrilled to present to everyone, Daniel Mangana. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Johnny. Really, really excited to be here and have this conversation. I appreciate it. So, you know, you have a really compelling story. And so many of us, I think, who have moved into this sphere of trying to help others realize the magnificence that is their true essence, the power that is their true essence, helping people step into that. We do this because we went through major transformations where we Mm -hmm. felt so diminished and so uh, restricted by life. And then one day, bam, we were gifted with this moment where the blinders were taken off and we realized that there's a different way to live. We don't have to go through that anymore. And all you wanna do, if I speak for myself, all I want to do is just help other people realize that. And it mm-hmm. sounds like your entire, uh, this entire phase of your life is built around that. So I like to look at my life as being like a trilogy. Uh, and when the third book of the trilogy now, the first was my younger years up until I would say losing everything the second time when I was 23. Um, The second phase was rebuilding my life off the back of that completely by accident, which we can get into. And then this third phase has been sharing all of that experience and continuing to grow against the backdrop of what that experience has done for me personally too. Wow, it's amazing. And so tell me a little bit about this beyond intention paradigm, because we're going to talk about purpose and the role that purpose plays in people's lives and how sometimes we get Uh, Sometimes we can trip over our own feet in trying to find out what our purpose is, but I'm very curious about this beyond intention paradigm that you have developed for yourself. Sure thing. So it's the the, the main subject of my book, Stepping Beyond Intention, uh, my first bestseller that I I have. We just released a new edition of the book actually recently this year, which is really cool. 
uh, put a fancy fancy pants cover. Or <laughs> I got interviewed by Jack Canfield last year and I had a nice quote of him saying he liked my work. So we got to put that on there. And of course, it is okay. an international bestseller. So I get to put that on the cover. Yes. All of the fancy things that the ego loves. Uh, so, but Beyond Intention is four steps. It really is about directing choice. Um, what do I mean by that? I personally define an intention as a disruption of whatever unconscious pattern or program I'm running on. The unconscious moves at 10,000 to 10 million times the speed of the conscious mind. We're operating at the unconscious level as much as 97% of the day. Mm-hmm. It's the daddy running the show most of the time. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the unconscious habits and behavior that's running our life, it's generally coming from the unconscious. When I want to step in and disrupt that, that for me is setting an intention. So I'm, I'm, I'm breaking whatever the status quo is with those programs. However, just setting an intention doesn't lead to an outcome. Right. <laughs> because right. we are not just responding to the vibrational frequency of words that have been spoken or written down. I like to look at us as mind, body, and soul, right? We are mental, spiritual, and physical. We have a body moving through time and space. We have a mental aspect of ourselves where our beliefs, uh, the the vision that we have for ourselves, and the subconscious narrative stories, programs, and all that sits. But then the law even recognizes that there are crimes of passion. Mm-hmm. There's an aspect of ourselves that also can have an impact even on our thought processes, the emotions that we're in. So all of these things sort of loop together and then create what we call our experience. If I want a new outcome, I need to be sure that all of those aspects of myself are in line and working together to actually let me have a physical experience of that outcome. Okay. How do I ensure that? How do I make the shifts into having the emotional state that aligns with it, having the mindset and having the behaviors, that's a matter of choice. Choice to, 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 to really embody, back up and, 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 and click into place that intention that we have. And beyond intention, to move through the stuck states that we're gonna experience, make those tough choices and to navigate the, uh, the obstacles, the, uh, the contrast and the polarity that's gonna show up in our life as we're on the journey to create those new outcomes. It's amazing. And, you know, the thing that stands out for me is that I hear from you um, traces of, you know, modern metaphysical uh, thought and mystic, mystical concepts, but I also see it dovetailing in such a beautiful way with navigating this 3D world and uh, navigating the reality that we are happen to be born in. Like these two ideas of um, blossoming in on Earth and blossoming inside just harmonize in a beautiful way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We are not just ethereal beings floating around as energy frequency waves of light, <laughs> right? Yes. But there are aspects, measurable aspects of ourselves that do operate at that level of experience, right? Yeah. Just reading books isn't going to create change either. Just learning new things and having beautiful conversations. You know, I love to use the example of, let's say, for example, I wanted, I mean, I focus, my work really focuses on creating financial abundance. That's where I, I that's my wheelhouse. So let's say somebody wants to bring more abundance into their life. They close their eyes, they have this beautiful vision, they get into their heart space, they connect with the vibrational frequency of abundance, and then open their eyes and go back to having thoughts 
and unconscious beliefs and narratives that say they're not worthy of it. Yeah. And then taking actions that don't even lead anywhere close to it. In fact, generally we'll be doing the opposite. We're taking actions from uh, making choices to take actions from ways of lack. We are fearfully contractively moving through time and space from a place of lack and then wondering why hasn't my intention shown up yet? Yeah. Doing the same vision board every year at the vision board party and wondering why you have to do the same vision board every year. It's because the rest of it hasn't clicked into place. And even looking at you know the topic of purpose that we're going to speak to here, yeah, it's all very well and good to have a beautifully written purpose. I mean, my mission statement, I've been tweaking back and forth you know, for years. Well, I think it's pretty lovely. What good are they if they just sit on the page, if they're not brought yes. out, out of the page and brought into reality? That's right. And you know, you mentioned something in your work that I it really kind of stops you in your tracks, especially if you work in coaching and helping people uh, kind of discover, uh, mm -hmm. cut through the noise to hear that small inner voice about like, what, what should I be doing with my hours on the planet? And mm -hmm. uh, you say that the obsession with discovering your purpose is actually mm -hmm. in, in some cases a distraction from living the life you're meant to live. So I'd love to hear some of the conclusions you've been able to draw as you've considered that. Well, I'd love to first say that I don't think I've found any conclusions so much as I'm having an ongoing discussion mm -hmm. that as yet I haven't seen challenged to the point where I can stop having this discussion, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, let's look at purpose for a second. Let's dip back into the mystical for just a moment and start looking at in fact, we can bring some science and look at the quantum model, okay? Mm -hmm. It's been scientifically demonstrated to be true that there are an infinite number of possibilities available at any one time, in yeah. any moment that we're in, in any, for any particle that's moving through time and space. Mm -hmm. So if there are an infinite number of possibilities, then how can there only be one path for any particle in time right. and space? Yes. And seeing as we're a combination of, you know, carbon-based molecules that are comprised of <laughs> particles, then how can we, if, if, the, the, if the, the core of us, the, the, the basis, the foundation of us has infinite possibilities, then how can we as a combination of those particles not be infinitely, you know, have infinite paths and possibilities that are available mm -hmm. to us too? Now, of course, we have the soul that we can bring into it if we want to go down that way. We have fate that we can bring it to that way and destiny that we can bring it to that way. But then for destiny, fate, or even purpose to be something that's defined in this linear thing that we call time, then this linear thing that we call time has to be real too. But science has also demonstrated that that's not real either. Mm -hmm. So we've got these illusionary concepts coming together to create this thing that people are spending their time focusing on instead of just enjoying the journey that they're here to have. They're caught up trying to work out what is my purpose being on this journey? When for me, I think the point of life is to live life and to have experiences. Do I feel that there are some things that we may gravitate towards, be lit up by, be called to do at any one point in time? Yes, I do. I've experienced that in my own life. I refer to that in the, as the dream in my work. But the dream is not some one-dimensional, um, myopic, or even, you know, yeah, myopic, this is all I'm here to do. It's what I'm called to do in the now that I'm connected to that idea with. Mm -hmm. And as the nows move into new nows, when I have new experiences and new configurations of, of, of people, places, and things I get to relate to and communicate with, that can change too. That's right. And I'm open to what that is because it can just be another part of the adventure. So do I believe that people have purposes? 
Yes. Do I see far too many people not taking up any purpose at all because they're trapped looking for that one purpose? Yes. Mm -hmm. There you go. Exactly. You know, I, I, as you're speaking about this, it makes me think of an image that I use a lot with clients. And I, I tell people that uh, there's no better um, teacher for us in life than puppies, because <laughs> a puppy uh, not yet having been conditioned by difficulties only does what in this exact moment it feels is most satisfying, right? And so uh, if it wants to play, it plays. If it wants to go to the bathroom, that's what it does. If it wants to lay down, it doesn't matter if the company's over and wants to see the puppy, it's laying down, right? There is, uh, if it is curious, it explores. If it gets a bad vibe from someone, it goes away. Then, you know, And this is such a beautiful and simple way of living life to um, learn to quiet the noise around us, to tune in to the lovely, lovely wisdom that is inside of us. And you see, the challenge is to have the guts and the willingness moment after moment to only do what is out of all these million options, the one thing that feels the most loving. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's, I, I it's, love this. it's, it's wonderful. And I, I just felt like the concept harmonized uh, with some of your points. And I wonder what your mm-hmm. thoughts are. It, what's so funny is that I've, I've got a dadism that's, um, I feel like calling it a puppyism now, because what I invite us all to consider the possibility of is whether all that we really need to do is feed into what feels good and does no harm. Yes. Yes. Moment to moment, tuning into the heart, what feels good and does no harm. And then do that until something else pops up in a new now that says, hey, this is what feels good and does no harm. Because I do believe that we have responsibility to the people, places, things that we we engage with energetically. Um, But against the backdrop of that, what's expansive right now? What's going to fill me up right now? What does my soul, my essence, the divine as me feel like it's screaming out that it wants to express right now? And I do that until that song's finished. And then sometimes I chill and wait for the next song and enjoy the afterglow of the, the dance I've just had and then move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. So on. You know, I, I am very careful about, um, well, let's just say that for that model of living, I believe in it fully and mm-hmm. I, uh, I follow it to the best, the best of my ability right? Uh, <laughs> I get, I get caught up in the, in the layers of illusion and ambition mm-hmm. and, you know, fears things like that myself, you know, but um, how, I wonder, how do you balance the, how do you balance the only do what feels right in the now with caring for your material needs as you move forward? Well, if caring for your material needs doesn't feel good to you, then perhaps to question what level of self-love and self-care that you're taking on board as well. Mm -hmm. Because if feeling good negates the need to take care of my material needs, then there's probably some kind of disconnect there. That's what my purpose is thinking. 
And the other thing is, I mean, abundance as your birthright is a, something that I, I, I preach a lot. Again, going back to nature, so I'm, I'm so happy that you brought puppies into the mix. But if my natural state is abundance, then part and parcel of that is moving back to setting myself up to experience a reality that reflects my natural inherent abundance shining through too. So my needs being taken care of, having a conscious relationship to what those needs are and taking care of those so that I have the freedom mentally, emotionally, and physically to enjoy more life and doing more of what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love it. I love it. You know, um, because it's easy for someone to reject this concept as impractical, mm -hmm. but living life according to your most loving inner wisdom doesn't mean that you aren't securing an income. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you aren't investing your time and your energy in things that will uh, increase the flow of abundance for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It means not doing things that don't feel right mm -hmm. you know? and, and letting go of the mythologies that we have adopted as justifications for doing work that we don't enjoy, to make money we don't need, to live a life that was idealized by another person. Ah. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So often we're spending time chasing after what other people, places and things have told us we should be chasing after Yes. or rejecting journeys towards things that we do feel called to because other people have said that we can't have yes. them, that we're not worthy of them and so on. But again, to the point, I mean, being in a conducive space to create just makes sense. Uh, when we go back to nature, nature takes care of things in an orderly fashion, right? It doesn't make the apples before the tree. We have the tree and then we get the apple nature moves in order when we look at the collective agreements around how we as humans do now choose to live our live our life there's a natural order to those also uh, for me to have a place to live there must be a place to live i could go and live in the forest <laughs> and build my own encampment in the forest or i can choose the easier route of having a place that i've got a mortgage on or got, got rent that i pay for or i've got a, a lease that i pay and if i choose to live life on those terms then I also choose to take the actions in my everyday life that are going to support me maintaining that abode for myself and those for whom I'm responsible with and for so that that's taken care of so that I can then be free from a place of safety and security to go and enjoy life. It just makes sense. Yes. So once you, people want to rebut this argument by saying, well, what about things? Well, of course it includes that. It just makes sense. I'm not going to tell you to go run off and live in the clouds <laughs> whilst there's no food in your belly. You're not going to be able to live that life very long. What do you last two weeks without food, three weeks without food, three days yeah. without water, whatever it is, just doesn't make sense. So, you know, I want to invite people before rejecting an idea, at least ensure that you're engaging with it from a place that actually makes sense yeah. and has some intelligence applied to the, to the discussion. There you go. All right. Oh, thank you for, thank you for humoring me as we kind of looked at that uh, sidebar from because it no, is a topic of some passion for me. And when I heard mm -hmm. you approaching it with some of your own philosophies, I just had to take advantage of that. So uh, yeah, definitely some, some synergy there. Yeah. So moving back into the concept of purpose, um, mm -hmm. you have some thoughts on how to let go of the need to have one large all-encompassing purpose yet mm -hmm. still lead a life that is purpose-driven what mm -hmm. what are some of these uh concepts that you've gathered 
Well, we, we've touched on a few of them here and now. It's, you know, what is my purpose right now? Mm -hmm. Because now is all that's real anyway. Yeah. You know, projecting my purpose into a future that doesn't actually really exist beyond a thought form that I'm creating based on my expectations I'm holding in the now, which only serve to direct me, uh, to distract me from being present enough to experience now. That's insanity. Mm -hmm. I'm running away from life, which is happening now, to look at a life in the future that I can only really create consciously and deliberately if I'm present enough now <laughs> to take the actions to actually lead me there. So what about if I just ask, here and now, what does my purpose feel like? Mm -hmm. Here and now, the only place that's real, where, where do I feel that I can give the most contribution? Which is what nature does. It contributes and adds to the overall, you know, more life to all. What feels good there? And if my purpose, grandiose and wonderful and magical as it may sound or read on paper, doesn't add to that, then what use is it? Everyone, <laughs> including myself. That's right. Amazing. So what are these, uh, what are these three suggestions you have of ways that uh, we can do more to add mm -hmm. to life rather mm -hmm. than following that all important purpose? I think it's number one, bringing a level of consciousness to everything that we're doing. Okay. Um, earlier on in my journey, um, when I was creating Beyond Intention, in fact, one of the one of the inspirations for actually creating the Beyond Intention paradigm was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, for sure. Um, having Asperger's, I need structure, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I understood what he was saying, you know, reject structure. It's like, yeah, but dude, I've got Asperger's. Like I've got, I've got a neurodiverse brain. I need to have enough structure to get it so that I can drop the structure. And so beyond intention was me finding a way to understand how to get into the now. It's like, oh, okay. So having an, an understanding knowledge of yourself so that you know how to dance with reality so that you can have more of a purposeful relationship to reality as a whole is also cool. So, so I would say, in fact, before even knowing any of that, like know yourself, develop a relationship with yourself so you can yeah. think and feel with awareness. Because if you can think and feel with awareness, then as those messages, as those subtle intuitive nudges and pulls come through, then you're in a space to actually receive and act on them versus being in this, this conflict with yourself. Like, is that ego? Is it divine? Is it inspiration? Is it fear? What is it? Well, if you know yourself, then you're going to know what the, the subtleties are for you as to where that really sits in your body. Mm -hmm. And then from there, also just dropping this idea that life is so serious because none of us are getting out of this alive anyway. That's right. Like That's none right. of us are getting out of this alive. No. So what about if we just rode this puppy all the way to the end and just had the most audaciously wonderful, yummy experience and just felt into what's going to nourish and add to that yumminess, not pull away from the yumminess of others yeah. on a day-to-day -day basis. Like what feels yummy right now? What's mm -hmm. going to fill me up today? Yes, yeah. I may have an overarching thread as to what generally feels you. I mean, I could call that my purpose, but am I open to that being shifted by me being expanded by new inputs, new conversations, new podcasts, new books, new information? Am I open to growing in this experience and on this ride? Yes. All right. That's amazing. I love it. You know, there's so much wisdom that's available to us if we just look for it. You know, uh, I personally believe that uh, there's nothing I could want to know. There's nothing I could ask that I don't already know if I simply go deep enough into the stillness. 
because as a spark of the creator, I have access. I have access to that body of knowledge. Um, and it's just, am I willing to put the heart energy and the dedication to learning to wield that ability uh, to, 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 do I really want to know enough? Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, so the idea that these concepts have risen for you through the course of your own, um, not only your own struggles, but your own journey of searching as mm -hmm. well. It's a lovely comfort that each of us has this body of knowingness that is available, um, mm -hmm. as we search for it, you know, it's, uh, I, I love hearing about yours and that's, that's kind of where I, I land with that. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. So let me ask you then, if you are, uh, uh, if you are guiding someone on how to tune in to the now, what are some of your favorite uh, methodologies of kind of conditioning that capacity? Well, I would say definitely we're looking at the first two steps of the Beyond Intention paradigm, which are accept and clear. Mm -hmm. So accept, which is the first step of Beyond Intention, invites us to come to an, come to an embodiment of, of a truth that we are the author and creator of our lives, whether consciously or unconsciously. Yes. We can pass the buck on that, blame God, the devil, the angels, who the president is, who the president's not. Right. who this is, what's going on with global situations. But ultimately, whether by design or even by, uh, by response, we are the author and creator of our experience, even if it's just in our relationship to things that are outside of our quote-unquote control, okay? When people get stuck with the idea, I invite them to look at one truth, that mathematical truth that everyone's going to have to say yes to. I call it common denominator theory. Mm -hmm. um, I found this in my own journey when I was staring down the, the barrel of making a choice about suicide which i was very very serious about mm -hmm. the only reason why i didn't actually make the attempt is because i i'd been beaten down so much by life at the time that i didn't think that i'd succeed so it was fear of failure that stopped me making a suicide attempt yes and in that moment when i set off to try and deal with that fear so that i could make an attempt without failure at some point in the future there was a subtle thought that didn't make sense or have the, the clarity that I have around it now until some years later. I realized that I had to depend on me and nobody else. Nobody else could effectively pull off this suicide for me. I was the only one that could do it. Nobody else could impact that or make it, they might give me a pep talk, but I don't think anyone's going to give me a suicide pep talk, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so examining that in retrospect later down with the, with the, the, the power of hindsight, it was, I came to understand a mathematical truth of common denominator theory, which is there is nothing and no one in every single moment of your life experience except for you. Mm -hmm. There may be some people that are there a lot of the time, some people that are there most of the time, but nobody's there for every single moment of your experience. And even if they're there for all of the external experience, even if you're a Siamese twin, a conjoined twin, right? They'll be there for all of the physical experience, but they're not there for all of the mental and emotional experience. Only right. you have that. Yes, I'm with you. And so if I want to affect a change in my reality, the most logical, drop the spirituality, drop the mysticism, drop the esoterics, drop the positive thinking. The only logical place that's going to have the maximum widespread effect is you. Yes. So I've got 20 situations, 20 people. 
I can go and change every single one of them individually, but then I'm dependent on the change that the other person's willing to make or accept. If I change me, the substance of every single one of those situations must change to some degree. Absolutely. So that's where we start with. Now, once we've accepted that mantle of power, the responsibility that, that leads to power, then I understand one thing. The now is always here. Mm-hmm. We don't have to get into the now. The now is always here. Yes. But we are not always here in the now. Mm-hmm. Where are we when we're not now? We're either in the past or in the future. Mm-hmm. So step two of beyond intention is actually taking physical steps to cut the ties to the past and the future so that I can return to an awareness of what I always really was, which is now. Yes. That may involve healing. That may involve uh, uh you know, for some forgiveness, <laughs> it may involve some self-love, it may involve some love of others, and everyone's journey is going to be individual, and there's a free resource on my website, it's called the, the Clearing Toolkit, uh, it's an encyclopedia of tools that I've researched over the last 20 years that I found very effective to getting back into the now, and everybody's going to have their own individual journey as to which one of those are more effective, but that's all that we're doing, we're not going somewhere, we're remembering that we always were here, and yes. letting go of the illusion that we're anywhere else. Yes, Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, when I think about uh, the implications of the ever present now, uh, mm-hmm. it is just, it's mind blowing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, even when it comes to, um, let's see, exercises, like trying mm-hmm. to cleanse my energy of, mm-hmm. you know, some negativity that I may have participated in earlier in the day, it's mm-hmm. easy for me to just visualize uh moving to this other point in the ever present now where I knew that my energy was not burdened by that heaviness and say, well, Mm -hmm. now this is my energy, you know, because Mm -hmm. when, 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 I mean, this is not the topic of our, of our, of our conversation today, but when we talk about (laughs) the power (laughs) of the present, the power Mm -hmm. of the present and the Mm -hmm. implications that time is just a useful tool for us in Mm -hmm. this life. It's just a useful tool and that there might be other types of life where time is not a useful tool and therefore it's irrelevant. You know, there is just, there's so much perspective to gain from considering that uh, this moment as uncomfortable as it may be is one data point, one data point in a larger concept of what we truly are which is a Mm. spark of the creator experiencing itself, Mm. you know, and harnessing all of the joy, the pain, the fear, the love, all of the power that comes along with being a part of this uh, great experiment. Thank you for remembering me. Yes, absolutely. I love it. I love it. it. And I love the call to just to remembering that, that I did a workshop a little while ago uh, for some of my mastermind members and I, I asked them a question what does omnipresence mean mm-hmm. it's being everywhere at all time what does omnipotence mean able to do all things what does omnipotent mean all powerful okay so if the divine is omnipresent omnipotent and all powerful then there's no way that the divine is not and no time that the divine is not then how are you not the divine exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah and when we when we look at it from that it's like it's not that the divine is us. We're not the divine. The divine, divine is us. And there's a very clear distinction. But if that's the case, then why do we keep falling into this illusion that there's anything that we're not capable of? 
mm-hmm. that there's any way that we are that we are not and anything that we cannot cannot be done through us mm-hmm. right and and that just brings us i think to that space that we're talking about that we are sparks of the divine having this experience in this experiment the drop of water isn't the ocean but the ocean is in the drop of water right um, yeah. but sometimes the water maybe gets splashed up by a boat and it says oh my god you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then it clicks back at some point as we all do we'll yeah. return back to completed state whatever that means for for you whether it's returning the bosom of the divine or you know to jannah or whatever it is for you with your your faith or your belief we are still returning back to a completed state we're leaving the physical form and dropping the illusionary guy that we put on to play a role in a movie that at some point we're going to laugh back on from some point of and level of consciousness and say oh that was interesting mm. i am on board i'm on board i'm buying the mm. ticket i'm down <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you dan if um if listeners are interested in learning more about your life's work, learning more mm-hmm. about what you offer, uh, mm-hmm. maybe they are inspired by some of the lessons you've shared and they might want to have access to that. How would you recommend they uh, learn more about you? I've got a website that's really easy to remember, dreamwithdan.com, dreamwithdan.com. And absolutely everything about me is there. Um, events, we often doing some like live streams and workshops and seminars all virtual at the moment um all my social media links access to my podcast my books blogs i write for a couple of magazines as well and those are all linked up on dreamwithdan.com there's a free resources page as well that you can get some yummy goodness from all right that's amazing thank you so much for being with us i just i i I can't speak for the listeners i can say that (laughs) i feel um i feel refreshed from having uh, experience this conversation and i just want to appreciate you for bringing that uh bringing that power to us today likewise i really enjoyed this conversation thank you and thanks for your little your, i call them dangents when i do it i'm dying i have to call them dungeons yeah I, <laughs> I do like a live i do a live podcast uh, all about the law of attraction i'm a co-host every thursday called loa today um and uh when I go from one, then my co-host on the Thursday, uh, Walt and Alex, they, oh, here's another tangent. But sometimes that's where the yumminess is, where the divine speaks most, that's uh, right. most that's efficiently. Right. So, yeah. Hashtag yumminess lives here. <laughs> yeah, yumminess lives right here. <laughs> right, exactly. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Refractive. It just, uh, it just means so much that you're on this journey with us. And as you go out from here and experience people who are in need of healing and, uh, and experience yourself in need of healing, remember to be good to each other and always aim your light. Take care. You have been listening to Refractive Podcast, and this is Johnny G. If you've enjoyed today's episode, do me a favor, give it a share on social media, or if you're in the podcast app, give it a rating. If you're on YouTube, click like. It really does make a difference in the search results. I am a speaker, coach, and facilitator based in Washington, D.C., but I work in person and remotely with people who are ready to step with clarity into their most authentic life. If I can be of service, reach out to me, Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, at refractivecoaching.com. Have an amazing day. Be good to each other. And always remember, aim your light.